Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's the corner where the treats is is this the the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you here? We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got you. The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My 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 favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys still, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because he's done on the war feet. This episode of Chief Concerns is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at BetOnline. You'll find the latest odds, team matchups, and game trends at BetOnline. BetOnline is your basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Hey everybody, welcome back to another uh, Chief Concerns uh, post-draft special show that we got going for you guys. I uh, got myself, Marcus Dash, and my brother, Tasia Dash, for a second appearance in the Chief Concerns world. Um, so happy to have you guys. Um, I was starting to get more people to come in in the chat. Um Big night tonight. Huge night. Um, I know JD and I on the show had talked about the needs, and the needs were DT, DN, and off, DT, DN, off the tackle, receiver. And we've hit three of them so far. Um, and now we just need defensive tackle, which we're going to get into later in the show because I think that'll be day three's best available prospects. Um, but kind of an interesting draft um, so far. I, I will say uh, the one that kind of stuck out, stuck out to me today was uh, Green Bay going two tight ends. Um, yeah, I thought that was, that was really interesting. Um, but Tejo, uh, before we get in, because we're, we're going to break down the Rasheed Rice draft uh, pick and how that uh, happened, and we're going to go into the Wanye Morris uh, draft pick, um, break both those down, and then talk about day three available prospects. But what was something that stood out to you besides the Chiefs stuff um, today, uh, Tejo? Um, man, I was so zoomed in on us. I, I, let me just say before we get to like the nitty gritty of the picks, um, I wanted to talk about trades, ones that we did make, ones that we didn't make. Uh, Veach made it a point to talk about how he didn't trade out of that last pick of the first round, even though he could have, because he wanted to make sure he got Felix. He's like, I could have traded to the 40s and I had to trade back up in the 30s. And what am I doing at that point? And you got the second and third. We ended up trading up a couple spots, a few spots. Well, like seven or eight the first time, like three the second time. So it just showed you we knew who we wanted. We did not want to sacrifice and not miss out on Felix. And we didn't want to miss out on like a few spots of missing these guys. They very well could have dropped. Who knows? Maybe he got a little anxious and gun, uh, you know, gun trigger happy at the end. But uh, he wanted his guys, man. Yeah, it, it, it seems that that's that's kind of the, the thing. And um. I think, I think what's come down to a lot in this draft because we're seeing some people who are saying, oh, some guys are getting overdrafted. And it's like, I don't think guys are getting overdrafted. I just think teams with with the draft, with the kind of selection of guys that's not really 
there's not like that. Oh, he, the bona fide like star in each round. Like there's not. There's really not that. Yeah, there's been guys who have fallen a little bit, but they for mm. the most part these are kind of sticking to their their own value boards and they're going with their guy. They they don't want to you know like 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 with, with our guy with the FAU. We don't we didn't want to see him go and not be able to get our guy because you saw in the beginning of the, the, the second round the edges were flying and I think FAU probably would have been one of those guys. Um, King Felix. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. So. We're going to get into uh, the draft, uh, our, our guy, and Hefe KCSU, buddy. I'm, I'm sure you're excited about the draft. Um, but we're going to get into our guy, uh, Rasheed Rice, uh, who you, I mean, all draft season long, I've seen you on Twitter uh, retweeting stuff. I've seen you get into, get into it with Airhead Addict about Rasheed Rice's player comps, uh, calling him a Chris Godwin uh, light um, yeah. and other things. And so, obviously, how that came about, receivers are flying off the board, and – He's one of the last few big body type guys, I would say, uh, in the draft because it's a, it's a it's a draft of a lot of small guys, and you can even find a small yeah. guy tomorrow uh, later on. Yeah, but yeah, there's plenty of them left. We made a point to trade up eight picks to go ahead and with the Detroit Lions to get this guy who's who's probably going to play a similar role to a Juju type on our team because he's got the same body right. body and the same kind of playing style, uh, but um, obviously younger, but. We traded with the Detroit Lions to get Rasheed Rice from SMU. Um, everyone's kind of raving about that. I think he had, if I correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but I believe he had uh, led the nation in yards, receiving yards per game uh, last year. I believe I saw that too, yeah. So we're getting a guy, and also it's a guy that Mahomes obviously put the green light to to go ahead and get Rasheed Rice. and Because we all know Vijay ain't doing anything as far as receivers without talking to Mahomes about that. So that, that's a huge thing. But um, – Tasha, you've done a lot of research on Rasheed Rice um, over the last few months. Talk to me like I'm a, a guy who's never heard of Rasheed Rice in my life. What are we getting with uh, Rasheed Rice from SMU? So when I was looking at, um, like I said yesterday, I kind of uh, did a million mock draft simulations. I know those aren't exact sciences by any means, but I wanted to see what kind of players were available. General sense in that in that you know that range of picks we had. Um, I knew we wanted to replace uh, a gadget type player in McColl and the intermediate route guy, bigger body guy in the Juju. Not to say Richie James is replacing McColl, but we did get a smaller guy, right? Um, we haven't gotten that bigger guy. We we're talking about Hopkins, who's kind of a, he's not a huge guy, but he's definitely a possession guy. He brings the ball in. He, he makes those, those middle of the field routes. Um, in general, I mean, he's a big body yak guy. He kind of reminds me of the ball in his hands. And uh, you watch some highlights, he's got a little Sammy Watkins in him with the ball in his hands. Hmm. Um, he bulldozes a little bit, kind of runs like a running back sometimes. Um, I, I shared a clip on, online um, from the PFF, Steve, how he um, how he uh, pancakes cornerbacks. He's got that like that George Pickens in him. He just like annihilates cornerbacks. Um, he compared to I think Pacheco is what he did. Just got that dog in him, right? Um, they, I, from what I've read about him, he's one of the most quarterback friendly uh, quarterback friendly receivers. Um, great at coming back for the ball. Great at noticing the, the, the. They say he's the best, if not one of the best, the best scramble drill receivers. Which I think that played a huge part in probably why my, Mahomes loved him. I don't know if you you probably heard about this by now that he told uh, Beach after he worked out with Rasheed Rice to go get him. Um, it probably had something to do with that. He's got negatives. Of course he does. Like I said this to someone online because they're like, what about this? What about that? He's a 55th pick overall in a weak draft. Of course he's got negatives. Like, I mean, yes, 
The top 20 guy has negatives in this draft. I mean, come on. Like, they're all pretty equal. You got to find your guy. You got to find your guy replacement. We're looking for a replacement for Juju. We, they, they think they found it in him. He's young. We got him under control for four years. Um, that's pretty much what it is. We, we can all nitpick on these guys all, all kinds of time, right? So, I mean, his deep routes need work. Uh, he's got a pretty weak route tree. Um, the burst off the line is questionable. But, again, it's a 55th pick overall in a weak draft. Just take what you can get. Work with them. All the scouts I've read as far as player comms, they all kept saying Godwin. And, and and I did see a lot of similarities with other receivers too. I did a whole deep dive into player comps and, and, and receivers. He was, I think, the most I saw for one player and for a player comp was Godwin and him. Like, a lot of people said that about him. And we know you and I were watching a game earlier this season where I was like, man, Godwin would kill it in our offense. He'd be so good in our offense. I mean, over easily clear 100 catches, but. Yeah, uh, positives are elite ball skills, scramble drill master, catch radius, bully ball yak, can be moved around, and the short inter- intermediate demon. And I think the scramble drill is something that I think is an underrated thing for our, an underrated thing for us as well as whereas I think we probably prioritize the scramble drill aspect from a receiver more so than any other team in the league. Obviously, with Mahomes extending plays and all that stuff, so that's a huge thing. The fact that he already had that kind of in his arsenal. So I remember oh, last last year a big thing when we brought Juju in was uh, the kind of scramble drill aspect of things because he said he really never had to worry about that with Big Ben. Obviously, if you played with Big Ben 15 years ago, yes, he probably would have had to do that. But mm-hmm. he played with the Big Ben at the at the latter part of his career, so he never really had to do that. I mean, that, that kind of thing. So ben, ben tried, but it didn't. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't much scramble. It was more over easy. Yeah, yeah, he was kind of over the hill at that point as far as doing that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, in order to get a guy like that, so you you mentioned Chris Godwin, which yes, you talk about Chris Godwin, a, a like guy in this offense with Kelsey and him with rub routes all day in the middle of the field, the possession, move the chains kind of guy, and the fact that he's young, young talent. Yeah, fifty fifth pick. He's not going to be. He's, if he was, if he had all pros and there were no cons to him, you would have. We would have gotten him. He'd be a first round pick, and we, we you know we would have had to trade up all the way to get something like that. So that that's one thing I, I've seen a lot of people are trying to, to nitpick and call out things are. Our guy, Lewis Cutberth. Uh, okay, so you did a, d- a little deep dive on this, and I know Lewis has been kind of a harsh critic to our, all of our picks so far uh, um, going to last year, or uh, yesterday and today. But um, this is something, it's a good point, the drops, the, the drops aspect. That's something that I've seen mixed back. Chris Sims online on Twitter said, great hands. But then I saw also at the same point people were talking about he had inconsistent hands. Yeah. So and you, when you've done your research, obviously you, you have no stock in, in, in Rasheed Rice, although it seems like it because you, you bought the stock many months ago. I did but, buy it. I bought big. <laughs> but what do you uh, – as far as what you've seen, so you've taken such a deep dive on him. Obviously, we could we'll all watch highlights of every guy and we'll think they're freaking all-stars. They don't draw passes ever. Highlights. But talk to us about what you've read about the the, the hands aspects. I've seen a mixed thing. Some are saying he's got great hands. Some are saying he's got bad hands. Talk to me about about that. I didn't really see a lot of. Uh, I mean, yeah, he might have had a bad game. Okay, great. Like, so I mean, Tyreek Hill had uh, Tyreek Hill had a lot of drops with the Chiefs. I, I don't know if I necessarily say Tyreek Hill had a drop problem. Has he had bad games before and bad stretches? Sure. I didn't see that as one of his main negatives. Um, the biggest negatives I saw, like I said, were just is, is route tree. Um, a lot of it was his get off. Um, he can't release that well off the line as well, considering how 
what the PFF guy said too about him was considering how big and physical he is, you'd expect him to run through contact all the time. He doesn't always run through contact. When he gets kind of held up by a cornerback, it kind of stops him dead in his tracks. And not that that's an unusual thing for a, a young receiver, a college receiver, but it, the way he plays and his size and how physical he is, they said you wouldn't you wouldn't expect him to get stopped the way he does, even by smaller cornerbacks. He doesn't play up to his size. I mean, he's obviously physical. If he's or the, if the same people are talking about him pancaking uh, cornerbacks and tossing them around on run plays, he's a physical guy. Will he get better at that? I mean, hopefully he'll sit. He's, he's going to win more consistently. Um, but I think the Chiefs have a lot of options at receiver, and they don't need to force someone into a position that they're not ready for. I don't think we are going to throw Rice in a position. He doesn't need to. We, we have a lot of guys. We're not a top-heavy team with a bunch of bums after it. Those days are over. We have a lot of options to spread it around with. A lot of like Sky Moore this year. We didn't force him into a lot of stuff. We, we If you saw, we started doing a lot of the bubble screens to him. Just get him going. Find his find his niche. Find find his is is um the point where he can contribute and, and work off that, and then work on his his rough spots like his route tree, like his release package. But I mean, if you look at, he's got incredible ball skills. He's, he has one of the best catch radiuses in, in any player of the draft. He catches really tough balls. Um, he catches passes you don't think he's going to catch. So yeah, might have drop problems sometimes, sure. But if you have one of the best catch radius radiuses. And he had 16 contested catches last year. I mean, he's might have some bad spots, but I, I wouldn't say that's a problem for him. Yeah, I mean, it's the reason why I asked this because now, now I know Lewis brought up the one game, uh, one bad game that he had uh, against Cincinnati, but I think it was Kuiper or McShay had mentioned that he had uh, inconsistent hands. But then I saw the Chris Sims thing where he said he had, you know. Uh, Great hands, and then uh, I think also Clat on the NFL Network. They were praising the, the pick and saying how, how, how solid guy in all aspects, and it's another, another weapon in the in the arsenal for uh, Mahomes and the Chiefs. Um, he had 156 targets, man. So it's all, it's also that SMU that that, that offense is insane amount. So you're gonna, I mean, you are gonna, you know, uh, who, true. How many people on this jack can name SMU's quarterback? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. So, I don't. I don't know how accurate. Uh, there you go. That was a quick one. I knew someone was going to come. I knew. Um, it's. It's like someone's got to say it at some point here. Anyway, um, the point is, like a lot of these top receivers, what do they have in common? Addison, top quarterback. Uh, Njigba, top quarterback. I mean, even Quinn Johnson, a good quarterback. Um, that matters. 156 targets for a not so great quarterback. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it also it, it, there's there's more chances of drops when you're getting, when you're in offenses that pass so much. There's also it's 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 like an offense that drops back so much. Those tackles are going to allow more sacks and more pressures than an offense that doesn't drop back so much. So I mean, yeah, it, it all matters. Um, that's also that context matters everything. I think I saw I saw our guy Cole here. Rasheed Rice is not related to Jerry Rice, as far as I'm concerned. Um, unfortunately, yeah. not. But hey, we, we we can call him Jerry Rice when he has a big game. As, yeah. As um, you might hear some cheesy commentator jokes about that if he has a good game. Yeah, well, he's looking like Jerry Rice. Yeah, be related to him, but uh, he's playing like him today. I'll tell you yeah. that. <laughs> One of those. Uh, Lewis Cuthbert. Yeah, Mahomes did want CH. Yeah, it, it didn't work out. So. Um, 
Oh yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. So he might've had a two year crossover with that Bouchelle. Oh man. That means, that means the Chiefs fans should love him because they should. Yeah. He has got like the third biggest like fan, uh, fan corner of any player on our team. This is true. This is true. <laughs> and also one thing about uh, Rasheed Rice, I, he, I know he's the fastest guy. We ran four, five, one for a guy, his size. That's pretty solid. I mean, okay. Yeah. And that's the thing. I, I saw a lot of people using that as a negative against him. Our receiver room doesn't lack speed at all. That's not an issue. And he was not, he's not going to be the burner on our, on our team anyway. We have plenty of guys to be the burner. Um, so that's yep. one thing I, I just want to like kind of point out to that. Um, uh, he's here okay. to catch tough balls, uh, and t- catch contested balls. That's his main attribute. We're not, we, we didn't get him to be our, you know, our, our, our speedster deep threat. That's not who he is. Yeah. I mean, we, we, need a, I mean, we need another guy outside of Kelsey who can move the chains. Um, so yes. yeah. Uh, cause I, I think, uh, all of us don't want to have to go into an AC championship game, uh, with Marcus Kemp or McCall Hardman trying to catch these contested balls, uh, in between the hash marks. Hardman did it and re-injured himself. It's I forget that. That's not his, that's not his yeah. job. Those small gadget guys aren't supposed to be doing that kind of stuff. A guy like this is supposed to be doing that. So keep that in mind. His other, uh, his other player comps that I saw, by the way, were, uh, Ayuk, Brendan Ayuk and, uh, Michael Gallup. Pretty good. Yeah. Solid. I mean, I, I think anybody would. I mean, a lot of people here wanted to probably trade their second round pick for uh for uh, Brandon, well, first. I think Niners wanted the first round pick for IU. So, um, yeah, no, I, I I do agree with uh with Noah John Marshall here. I mean, I think Pat has to be cut in on a lot of this. All, all the stuff we're seeing, especially with pass catchers, defense, and sure, I yeah, they don't have to bring in Pat for that, but. We're utilizing Pat as a resource and an asset with this whole Texas camp he has. We were able to try out guys like Wynn Johnson, Zay Flowers, Rishi Rice. We are able to get guys in that system with him to see what's going on and how's, how's it looking. So, yeah, so it, it's, it's a beautiful thing to have Pat be able to do that. Um, and Mahomes didn't have a whole, like, day to play with CEH, and afterwards he gave his seal. He just liked his playing style and said, you know, oh, yeah, get that guy for our team. He actually spent a day playing with Rice. You know, so he, he has a good idea of what he's about and what, what he's going to bring. And I'm not sure when he made I'm – not, I'm not, I don't know the timeline because Lecco didn't really get into that, but he told Veach, go get this guy after working out with him. I don't know at that point if he also worked out with Johnston and Flowers. So I don't know if he was like, this is the guy you need, not the other two. I don't know how that went, but, I, I mean, I know at the end of the day he gave, uh, you know, the seal of approval for, uh, for Rice, which – which means something when your quarterback says that. Well, and I'll say this too. I mean, obviously Pat's kind of weighing everything, right? If you, based on the play with those guys, right? So he, he, he threw around with all three of them. If he's saying, go get rice, he obviously knows rice is going to come later. So I'd rather, Hey, like I write, it's okay to get this guy in the second round. You don't need to, you don't need to trade up and do anything drastic to get one of those two. It's not that pretty much what, what all the experts been saying. It's not that big of a drop off from wide receiver four to wide receiver nine, you know? Also, for everyone in the chat, we're not a normal team. We're not like the Bears trying to make a receiver out of – trying to make a star out of a guy in the second round. We're different than that. We have the benefit of one of the best play callers of all time and one of the best quarterbacks of all time and one of the best O-lines in the NFL. So we're not the normal situation. If they think I can scheme up a good offense with this guy, I know exactly what to do with him. They already have that plan in mind. It, it just, you know, just honestly, like as cliche as it sounds, like let them cook, like let them just do it. 
If that's what if that's the ingredient they need to make the perfect burger, let them friggin' make the perfect burger. I say burgers. I know we all know Randy Reed loves burgers. So do I. But uh, just let, let them do what they need. It's like watching someone like throw something into a pan. You're like, whoa, whoa, dude, they're a world renowned chef. If they throw too much cayenne in there, none of your business. Just let them do it. Like, just let them, let them put it in the pot. <laughs> that's, that's a good analogy. Um, you know, it's true. And I think that's one thing that I sometimes get in the way having trying to have nuanced conversations with with uh, fans. I'm sure everyone on the chat can understand this. On Twitter, when you say stuff, it's like, well, the response about who we should draft but it's right it's true at the end of the day i can say i can have a draft crush all i want to we can have a draft crush but sure but the moment we draft go in a different direction draft somebody else like oh okay I, I had a tweet earlier i wanted dewan jones dewan jones is still still on the board um we ended up drafting one oh. morris we're gonna, we're gonna get into a little bit um but I, I quote i had a different quote tweet i said okay uh one morris let's get it and someone's like well, i thought you i thought you wanted dewan jones it's like well i did we, we didn't go that direction, but now I'm all aboard on the Wanye, uh, Wanye Morris. So that's, you know, that that's kind of the way things should be going. Cause V's just given us no reason not to trust him. I know there are some doubters out there with the whole Dorsey versus Veach stuff, but like Veach has not given us any reason to doubt him. He hasn't CH yeah. missed, but look at every, look at his late round picks, look at everything he's done. Um, can he be wrong? Sure. He can be wrong. I mean, yeah. he's not a perfect GM. I mean, these guys, it's not perfect. The whole this whole system is not perfect. And, and again, this was not a great draft by any means. So you know, but it, but if that is who they deem the best guy to fit a void that's been left clearly left by another guy in this case Juju, yep. that's just got to give it to him. What was the uh, you uh, you were telling me something about what what Reed had said about uh, about Juju and replacing Juju, the kind of guy he wanted with Juju. Kind, I mean, he was just kind of saying. Kind of describing right, just not great at anything, just really good at a lot of things. You know, not the biggest guy, but big enough. Not the fastest guy, but fast enough. He's good with the ball in his hands. He's not like a he's not a Tyreek Hill, but he's a he's a reliable guy to get the ball into and get you out of a jam. Um, it's pretty much what Rice is to to a T. Yeah, I mean those player comps and and someone was even like, oh, Godwin ran a four four two. I'm like, first off, four four two four five one. It's not a huge difference. And he had a better 10-yard split, he had a better vertical, he had a better broad jump. He's got longer arms and bigger hands than Godwin. So there you go. I think that makes up for the point nine. Yeah, no, for sure. All, no, all, no. All, all that matters, especially, especially the 10 yards in this offense, what he's going to be able to do. Yes. Uh, the 10-yard split. Um, so no John Marshall. So he pointed out that uh, uh, Rasheed Rice played with Shane Bouchel in uh, 2020. They were together, and those are his numbers right there. 48 catches for 683 yards. Um when he played with Shane Bouchelle. So, hey, I'm sure Bouchelle had a hand in uh, in in trying to get uh, Mahomes to look, take a little deeper look at Rasheed Rice. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they both work on Bobby Straub, so that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, That's Bouchelle. Two, that was two years ago, too? Okay. So, I mean, yeah, he was a young buck. Yeah. He had, uh, he had five touchdowns that year. So, yeah. I mean, hey, I, 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 could, de I could definitely see that uh, playing a factor in this whole thing. Hey, Rice might be catching passes from Bouchelle in preseason. You damn right. They're they're gonna tear it up in the uh the, the, the third team. Yeah. Um, th this is a question though. So uh, obviously everyone who watches the show knows how me and JD are the biggest uh DeAndre Hopkins fans. Um, and we'll get into that n in this coming week with, with JD. Uh, but I want to ask you, Tasia. Um, as kind of what you've seen, do you think that the Rasheed Rice uh, addition means no more DeAndre Hopkins? I mean, 
Never say never because it's Veach. But I, I, I don't. I if, if we had drafted one of the small dartier receivers the, the, or the deep threats, I'd say it's highly. It's still okay. We're in an okay position to get D Hop, but I just think now we have some skill set redundancies. I don't think they're ever going mean, to. If it's a great deal and Arizona's swallowing salary or something, I don't think we'd say no because of Rice. Because let's be honest, Hopkins is a one to two, three, one to two year deal, probably maybe three at the most. Okay, so. I don't think that's stopping anything, but I think it's less likely getting a guy like Rice's skill set. I'll put it that way. Um, but here's the one thing I, I will have a pushback to that because you know I'm a big Hopkins fan. Uh, but obviously, if Rice is the guy, then that's fine. But uh, going back to 2013, if you look at rookie receivers, the numbers they put up because uh, this, this this offense is not the normal offense. It's a very tricky no. offense to, to, to understand. Uh, so, but going back to 2013, these are the, all the numbers of all the rookie receivers we've had. Um, so Sky Moore, 22 catches, 250 yards, zero touchdowns, uh, regular season. Um, Cornell Powell, zero, zero, zero. McCall Harmon, 26 catches, 538 yards, six touchdowns his rookie season. Tremont Smith, zero, zero, zero. Jehu Chesson, two catches, 18 yards. Demarcus Robinson, zero, zero, zero. Tyree Kill, 61 catches, 593 yards, six touchdowns. He's the outlier, I would have to say. Um, Chris Conley, yeah. 17 catches, 199 yards, one touchdown. And Deron Brown, 0 0 0. So when you hear that, all the rookies, what the rookies have done since the, the Andy Reid. And even, I mean, he's not a, he wasn't a rookie last year, but even Kadarius Tony Hart, I mean, he barely, he didn't play a, well, like half, even half a season for the Giants. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just saying that these guys, the rookies have a hard time kind of breaking through um where receivers have a hard time breaking through in the Andy Reid offense at least in the, in the 10 years he's been with us so I mean that that tells you something I mean that there could be a possibility that we still go get a veteran that's what it tells me at least yeah I mean we do we have the we have the veteran if you want to say MVS though so we do still have that but if we're just talk, we're talking productivity though. The, the productivity behind the rookie receivers not really not doing anything in this offense. Well, I agree. I mean, look, as it stands, I mean, I think we're all we all agree Mahomes is gonna throw for what 45 to 52 100 yards, right? I mean, somewhere in that range. More or less, yeah. <laughs> Besides Kelsey's 12 to 1400, that's a lot of yards. It's going somewhere, man. Someone's at least two guys are catching 900 or 800. Yeah. You got about three or four that are probably going to be over 600. Let's go ahead and say MVS is one of those. I mean, if it's not Rice, it's got to be Tony. It's got to be Sky Moore, uh, unless Richie James totally steps up. I, I, I it's We're going to need to see production. I know Tony's not a rookie, but he was basically a rookie in our offense. He came in midseason. Came right? yeah, yeah. I mean, his last two years combined in the NFL, he started eight, eight games. So... He hasn't even played a full season yet, right? Yeah. Um, pretty much a rookie in our offense. Sky Moore is a rookie in our offense. Or she Rice will be a rookie. Like, they're going to have to find their way. I mean, Mahomes is going to have to just throw them open and just start to adapt. I will say with the kind of player, with the kind of skill set Rice is bringing, it is friendly in this offense, right? If he's really, really good at finding a soft spot, finding an open spot just to catch sit and catch a ball, he will get playing time because uh, Mahomes will utilize that. 
But regardless whether we get Hopkins or not, let's just say we don't get Hopkins. This receiver room is very fun and young and hungry. That's one thing JD said. Whether we don't get Hopkins or not, this receiver room is a very hungry and young uh, room. And even let's say and talk about the the Rosses, John Ross and Justin Ross. John Ross, uh, first round pick who's really done he's really done nothing in this league, and he's hungry to make a name for himself. Hopefully, maybe he does one in, in, in Kansas City. Don't know. Um, I think that's going to go the same way Corey Coleman went last year, really make the team. Um, but then you have Justin Ross coming off the injury, potentially could ma- make some noise uh, in this offseason, in this offense, um, as the battle back from the injury. Um, so maybe that, that can happen. But then you got the young guys, the Sky Moore, the Western Michigan doubted him. Um, and then Rashi Ra- Rice, new guy. Um, you know, so there's a lot there uh, with this receiver. It's going to be fun. I thought last year was going to be fun. This is going to be even more fun. Oh, 100%. This is like a total mystery. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I'm happy that we ended up getting uh, this guy. I mean, I, I'm happy we didn't go for another guy the same mold of the of the, of the small of the small little guys. And yeah, not, we needed something different. Yeah, we, we, have, we have enough of those. We have enough of those for sure. Um, all right, we're going to get into our next pick. But before that, I just want to uh, make sure anybody who's uh, in the room right now, we have around 40 people. Um, go ahead and subscribe to the channel, contribute, help us make content for you guys. You know, uh, JD and I, every week we're putting in uh, the work to get uh, to get the content to you all and, uh, you know, just, just throwing it out there. Uh, contribute to us. And uh, we got some good stuff coming up in the, uh, in the offseason and during training camp. Uh, and more uh, goodies for you guys too. More giveaways. We got Corey the artist giveaway. Uh, he's giving away one of his paintings. Um, and then also we're gonna have a uh, this uh, ball that I'm giving away, and you guys will see that today. Nice uh, Super Bowl uh, memorabilia item for your collection. So awesome. a lot of good stuff coming, guys. So contribute to the channel, subscribe to the channel, like it, tell your friends about it. Let's get uh, cheap concerns on everyone's radar. Yeah, okay, man. what's that? So yeah, man, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, you always hear about cheap concerns. You're, you're always hearing about it. Um, okay, we're going to get into a fun one, uh, tackle. And it's funny how we're saying we're talking about tackle being fun. But Wanye Morris, um, so last pick of the night, we traded up a little bit to go get Wanye Morris uh, yeah. tackle, which we needed desperately. JD and I had us drafting a tackle in the first round. Didn't happen, obviously. But Wanye Morris, a uh, guy who finished his career at Oklahoma. Um, interesting. He started uh, at Tennessee at left tackle um, with the, our guy Trey Smith. So him and Trey Smith were boys. So there's connection there. Trey Smith and Wanya Morris um, at, at Tennessee together. Then uh, I think during at, after the COVID season, um, uh, Wanya transferred to Oklahoma where he started, where he competed for the left tackle spot. Then he ended up transferring uh, over to the right tackle. Um, where left, he, ta- left tackle being Anton Harrison. Yes, yes. So he was the right it's, tackle. It's worth noting that, you know, the other yeah. tackle was a first round tackle. For sure. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he couldn't get the left tackle spot and then he ended up going to the right tackle. And look, now he's going to compete at the, the right tackle spot. And amazingly enough, if he wins that right tackle job, he's going to be the right tackle next to his teammate, uh, Trey Smith, who was his left guard in college when he was a left tackle. But now both of them be over on the right side together, which I think is just funny to see how that uh, happened. And ground. I want to say uh, I think Trey Smith probably had a had a hand in this. Um, they definitely talked to him about Wanya Morris a little bit further in order for the fact that we traded up to get him. So, Teja, in your doing your due diligence on uh, draft research over the last few months, what do we need to know about Wanya Morris? Um, he wasn't a guy I did a ton of work on, but I did do a lot of reading on him. Obviously, recently, especially after we picked him, um, 
I, going into the pick, I was thinking pick 95 really is going to show us how we feel about tackle. There are a lot of names out there. Uh, Freeland, Dewan Jones, you might have some injury concerns. Maybe that's why he's still out there. Um, Morris, uh, there are a lot of guys capable of competing for that right tackle position at some point this season. So if we didn't take one of them, that meant we were genuinely secure with the com- the combination of Niang and Kennard. We ended up taking one. So it does show you we were have still been on the hunt for a tackle, obviously. And uh, he might possibly you know compete and possibly take it. Um, from what I read, I, I, I saw it wasn't one of those one guy said good catcher, one guy said inconsistent hands. It was pretty consistent with him. Um, they said if you made a right tackle in a lab, it would be like Morris. Just extremely long arms, extremely long um, a long reach. Um, they say he kind of he breaks down. He's not fundamentally sound, and he starts to break down on contact. But I'll tell you, I saw clips of him going against Derek Hall, the senior bull man, and he was working him, at least in the clips I saw. Um, a lot of people have him penciled in as the right tackle this moment, which I think is a little premature. Um, he was 74th on PFN's overall board. They called it a steal. Um, CBS said he wasn't the typical Oklahoma masher. So he's a little different from the Oklahoma uh, tackles and big guys that we've seen, um, but has starting right tackle ability. Uh, the most common things I read, he, he needs to get stronger, uh, redefine his technique, uh, but he's got the classic RT build. He's got a, a long arms, wingspan, has it all. He just needs a positional coach heck, uh, to whip him into shape is what, uh, what, you know, what I heard. So, again, we got a guy who we can coach up and be what we want to be. He's got, he's got it there. Everyone says about him. He's got it there. He just needs someone to work with him and refine him a little bit. We have that. And, you know, maybe Niang's not the long answer, long-term answer or tackle, but if Morris needs, needs like, you know, half a season or, you know, maybe the whole season to figure it out, we do have guys that can fill in. It doesn't, you know, we didn't have a um, Pro Bowl right tackle last year. Let's not kid ourselves. Um, and the grades I saw on him overall were A minus, B plus, B minus, B plus, B minus. Yeah, and the, the one thing um, that I did see about him that was I saw from a different a few different people is um, he's got a bit of a mean streak in him. He's got yeah, nasty. He's, he's, he's a he's a nasty right tackle, which is funny because we have a gardener on our, on our line who obviously who also went to the University of Tennessee at, at one point in his career who's got a little bit a nastiness, a mean streak to him. So I don't know if that's a Tennessee thing how they how they train those guys over there, but. Um, I would love to have that on one side. Um, and, and I think the cool thing about this is we're drafting a third round guy, right tackle, who could easily be our starting right tackle. I mean, I just, that, 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 that spot is so wide open. It is. It's literally Kennard, Wanya um, uh, Morris, or uh, Lucas Niang to win that job, which I think is just, it's just crazy that we, we could potentially have a starting right tackle in the third round. Not many teams can say they can, they can pull away a guy who may be starting right off the, right off the bat in uh, day three or day two in the third round. Um, yeah, uh, it's yeah, interesting. Yeah, also an interesting nugget about him. Yeah, this is uh, his Oklahoma bio says he was named after the singer from Boys to Men. I read um, that. This is this is true. They were talking about on NFL Network that that that's that's why he was named after that. So um, I think someone online thought he was the son of that singer from Boys to Men, but no, he was he was just named after that guy. Um, hey man, whatever gets Boys to Men trending on Twitter, I'm in. You know, is it is it trending on Twitter? I, I mean, if you type in his name, all you see are like Boys to Men like album covers. I'm just like, <laughs> down draped draped along the screen that's funny well you could probably make a good like i could probably uh 
whip up something uh, funny with uh, Tree Smith and, uh, yeah. and I see some great thumbnails in our future. Oh yeah, yeah, can't wait for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, based on so yesterday we got King Felix the end. Um, today we got wide receiver and we got tackle. We're pretty much going. I mean, that's the beauty about like what, what and say what people, whatever people could say, what they want dog Veach, they can dog Veach. But consistently every year with Veach, we literally go for our needs. And I remember there were so many years in Kansas City where we just, like we were just drafting. Not it was a random. I'm sure there's reasons behind it, but it was like, what are we doing? We're like missing out on like what we need. Yeah. And and, and I feel like consistently every year with Brett Veach. And it, I, I I call up Veach sometimes. I'm, I'm not like Veach's biggest fan. I'm not, I'm not I'm not gonna be somebody on here who just dogs him consistently. But Veach literally checks off what we need every year in the draft. We come away like, oh crap! Like every offseason after the Super Bowl a few years ago, what do we need? What do we lack? We were old in the offensive line. What happened? We we revamped the offensive line. That that there was no long term process for it. that. Was a one year fl- uh, turnaround. Yeah. Um, and this draft. We had th- four specific needs. One that we're probably going to get into um, in the in, in next round, but I mean, it's just it's unreal to finally have a GM who actually knows what what's going on here, and, it, and it's also great because he's a younger guy who probably looks at the YouTube, he looks at uh, Twitter, he looks at all this stuff, and he he's compiling it all. Not that he's taking anything from Twitter or YouTube, but like he's listening to the fans. He sees what we need. He knows he's got common sense, which I, I think is awesome to have that we are in this position. Where we have a GM who's literally going check mark by check mark with everything we actually need and not just drafting BPA. Well, why? Cause why not? We could draft that guy. Well, no, let's go get the position we need. Right. So. I think, uh, I think the way to describe each is he, he goes after our positional needs. He goes after our positional needs without, feeling like he's reaching on a position. I feel like he lets the, the board come to him, but he's still going after our needs, which is maybe why he traded up because we don't know their board. Their board could have aligned at a perfect time where he's like, all right, you know what? It's close. I don't want I don't want this guy to get taken because if he doesn't, the next guy on our, our positional board for tackle is like way down there. He's close. We're close. Let's spend the sixth round and go get him. Um, I feel like that's probably why he does that when you when you are I feel like when you get too invested in drafting for for need, you get a little desperate. And when you get desperate, you make you make poor decisions. Um, I feel like he does a good job of balancing that. And lately, our needs have been pretty obvious. But, yeah, you hear other fans say it all the time, like, what the hell? We needed a blank. You drafted a what? All the time with any team, not just you know, not just ours over the years, but most teams have this problem. I feel like it's been obvious, and I feel like he he just gets it. It's not rocket science, man. Like he, you have shortcomings, you have future big contracts coming up, you have depth. You guys got to figure those things out. Yeah, and Noah John Marshall, you are one hundred percent correct. That that probably is the only thing he always does look cracked out and like he hasn't slept in like weeks. Um, which is you're right; it's a good thing. That means we know he's working the phones. He's actually he's doing his That's job. True. We know he's not sleeping until you know he'll sleep when Mahomes retires. I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what are the chances the Chiefs draft the receiver, or do we just go get best player available? There is, I mean, I still think there is one significant need uh, that we need to atta- address tomorrow right at the gate. It's defensive tackle. Actually, let's get into that now. Our, our uh, BPA or the, the uh, best players available for tomorrow. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I think D tackle needs to be addressed tomorrow, um, if not one or maybe two times. Um, 
I don't want to be in a position again where we have to go out and get Brandon Williams midway through the season because our defensive tackle situation is so bad uh, next to Chris Jones. Um, so I hope we can get some young guys who can pl- be a plugger. I saw the dude uh, from Baylor. Uh, I can't pronounce what's his name. Ika. Ika. I think his name is Ika. He uh, goes at almost the, the last pick of the third round. I mean, I would have loved if we trade package maybe two of our six tomorrow for 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 another third to get to get uh, a guy like that. Um, that that have been that have been nice, but yeah, I think DT needs to be the, the, the one thing we go at. And if we do want to go spend a um a pick on a receiver with one of our sevenths or we only have one seventh left, our seventh or one of our sixes, yeah, because uh we have a fourth, fifth, sixth, sixth, and seventh. We have five picks left. First pick of the six too, so it's a basically a late fifth. Late fifth, yeah. I mean, so five picks left. You can maybe see, maybe you could package two of those to maybe get another fourth, another fifth. Um, I don't know how it's going to play out tomorrow, but I think as of right now, I think you go BPA tackle. So we've got five left. You go BPA tackle. I think you go secondary, possibly safety. Uh, it's kind of right now. I think there's actually a pretty, pretty decent amount of uh, safeties uh, left. Um, yeah. A good amount. Uh, and at that point, maybe go running back. Deuce Vaughn's still out there. Uh, maybe go tight end. I don't know. I, I, I think I think the priority for me is – DT and if they want to throw another edge, why not go draft another edge? You never have too many of them, but I think we need to kind of stick with it with the the, the, the D line. Uh, that, that's that's where I'm going. Uh, Tej, I don't know what you're thinking about for tomorrow. I wish we could have traded our 134 instead of our 122 and then move up for Rice, but whatever. Um, so we lost one of our fourths, which sucks, but still. So we have our 134. I'm with you on that. I would predict DT. Uh, Jacqueline Roy still out there for LSU. I was a big fan of him coming into the, these rounds. I thought he was going to go in the third. Um, two massive pluggers in uh, Keandre Coburn and Gerard Clark. Um, big DTs, big pluggers. Uh, maybe we can let Naughty go uh, after the season with one of these guys filling in for the next four years. Oh, yeah. Um, some good safeties out there. Antonio Johnson, Christopher Smith. Uh, a lot of talented receivers. The cool thing is about taking Rice, too, and I know people are still kind of clamoring for another receiver. Rice is not like a lot of these guys that are left. Too. We still have a lot of the dart, darty receivers. Like Tyler Scott's still out there. Trey Palmer, the deep threat, still out there. Um, so we have guys we can still get a speedier deep threat receiver. And it won't be like, well, we just drafted two Rices. So we can get you know differences there. Um, still some cornerbacks out there. There are a lot of Ed Rusher, Rushers out there. So... I wouldn't be surprised. It's a strength. Um, again, like we said yesterday, we don't know what their real plan is with Menahue. If they do decide to use him more inside than we think, then really there is another DN open spot. Not open spot, but like another rotational piece we can have. Um, and Dan is on his last year of his contract anyway, so that's pretty much a one-year deal and he might be gone. Probably probably will be gone. So really, I mean, Edge is not crazy at all, especially if that's the strength of the, uh, the, the draft. And like the, I, I heard, the, I said this yesterday. The PFF guy said seventy-five to two hundred are the strengths of this draft. So we're we're coming up. We just entered pretty much the strong part of this draft. Um, I see Noah's uh, talk about kicker here. Right, you're you're you're, you're gonna you're gonna trigger a lot of fans here, right? Noah, by, by saying that. Um, but you know, I think it's it's not never a bad thing to bring in the kickers for competition, just to make sure. Hey, Bucker, like. You know, you, you went on a little bit of a streak there. You looked pretty off as, as far as making your extra points. Uh, maybe, why not? I wouldn't say maybe not draft one, but you could probably pick one up and just have them like a little kicking leg for camp. Um, 
But as far as edge rushers, because I think that is, I, I think we all will see an edge rusher. If we keep all five of these picks, I think we might draft another edge rusher. Um, one name that I didn't see earlier, maybe he got drafted. Isaiah McGuire, is he still available? He is still available. What What do you What do you make about that? Do Do, do you think he? I mean, do, I I think he definitely fits the Spags. Uh, yeah, he, I mean, as far as makeup, he fits it for sure. Um. Yeah, there, there's a, there are a lot of guys left. I was trying to pull up the uh, who's left board, but I, I noticed just like, and I actually read uh, the PF guys were talking about this too. They didn't really see a big difference from rusher like five to ten, but the guys from like ten to like sixteen, seventeen are so close and 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 in their draft grade, they're just it's it, it's a really deep, not a great high end, not a lot of bona fide first round um, edge rushers. But it's just a very deep class. So, I mean, again, you can never, you know, enough edge rushers. So, so outside of DT and D end, um, what would be another position you'd want us uh, to get with the? We have five picks left. You mentioned maybe getting a small Darty receiver uh, at this draft. Small receiver, uh, um, I would go. Reed is going to have what the the fifth, I think, largest contract on our on our roster coming up this season. Um, can you honestly tell me Reed should be our fifth highest paid player on our team? Seriously. I mean, like, you know, like, forget about – I'm not saying he's bad, so don't don't pull Twitter on me and say just because I'm saying this, he's bad. He's not bad, but should Justin Reed be our fifth highest paid player? I cannot – I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't think I so. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a cap casualty next year. N- next year. So there you go. So really, I mean, I know we just drafted one and we just signed Edwards to a one-year deal. So what do we really got beyond this year, Cook? I mean, we, we don't have a lot beyond this year at, at safety. So can we, if a safety drops and we like him and we think he has a starting uh, capability, absolutely. Um, I think, I think, yeah. There's a lot of there's a couple of good like, like both Antonio Johnson, Christopher Smith, Rangy can play at the line, can play coverage, can play nickelback. We love that versatility. We love that. So I, I could totally see us going DB. Um, I could see us taking a flyer on Andrew Voorhees. I, I'm, I'm still a big fan. Uh, his doctor just pretty much cleared him. So he'll have him make a full recovery. Um, he could play right tackle. He could play guard. Uh, we might get a steal on him. He, he had like third round grades at one point before his ACL. You get him in the fifth or sixth. You're talking about a possible starting guard. Let's say Trey Smith wants a mint in free agency in a couple years. You don't have to pay him anymore if you have a oh, Voorhees waiting in the wings, right? So, with with Mahomes's contract, you gotta think in the future like that because we we have to be finding the best deal at every position. It's money ball for us for the rest of our time with Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, you hope at some point this cap's gonna go up and up and up um, where we can afford some of these guys that we have. Um, high five. Uh, I said it earlier. Rashid Rice's uh, comps mostly Chris Godwin. A lot of guys said Godwin. A little Brent Ayuk, a little Michael Gallup. That's a, that's a pretty good tweener right there between the three guys. I mean, shit, fantastic. I, I would love, I would love any three of those guys. <laughs> everyone was everyone was willing to give their first round pick for Ayuk. I know. I mean, Godwin would kill it in our offense. Talk about finding soft spots and making Mahomes' life easy. I yeah, mean, it's huge. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Draft grade. So so far, um, if you were to grade this draft, and I, I'd love to hear from you guys as well in the chat, um, if you were to grade this draft, what would you give so far of the three picks that we've had so far? What would you what, what, 
go individually, but they give me an overall grade. How, how do you get? How, how would you give this uh, first end of the semester? God, it's so hard to give draft grades though until you see them actually perform. But it's also too because they know stuff we just don't, right? When you see a guy drop, we were just like, oh man, people just forgot about him. No one forgot about the guy. No one forgot about Dewan Jones. He's like six eight, three hundred eighty pounds. You can't forget him. So it's not that forgetting a guy; it's that he might have character. I actually, I actually read. Um, uh, Morris had some character stuff. He like hit a player coming off a field or something after the game. Um, he got. To, I think. He, I think I read he got suspended two games for uh, something related. Hey man, I I like that fiery type of guy. He's mad. Want to win? <sighs> yeah. Um. But yeah, you, you just don't know. It's you, you don't know what you know. They they know things we don't. So um, was Rice about to be taken a pick later? Maybe, you know, was Vich just getting a little anxious and he wanted to move up and just get it done? Possibly. We don't know those things though. We found out later on McDuffie was about to get traded or drafted. That made all the sense to the world and the sense of the world to us. So like we just don't know things that are happening behind the scenes. So you're not gonna give me a letter grade? Come on. Yeah, you can't oh, get- I thought, okay. Um. Oh, I haven't really thought about that. I'll give it a. I see. I, I see you, Hefe. Hell yeah, baby. Well, B plus action. I like that. I, I'm cl- I'm between B and B plus. Um, just because I don't know if the trades were necessary, but the, I I don't know that right. I'm just judging it purely off the guys we got. I'd say B or B plus. I give it a B plus because you know. Veach has been working hard. He's tired. He's, you know, you see the kid like come in with like bags under his eyes, like bringing the paper in. You're going to give him, give him a little, yeah, give him a break, you know? Okay. So B plus. Okay. So let's go uh, round by round. So first round, what would you give uh, FAU there? Now, now that we know what we know about how the second round went with the edge rush, Derek Hall going like shortly after the, the I think it was third pick of the uh, second round. Um, and then a bunch of guys, but uh, what, okay. Where would you, now that we know that we, what we know, where would you go? Uh, FAU? I'd say, I'd say B plus. Okay. Which I always wanted him anyway where he was. So, I mean, yeah. The only thing is, even in my mock drafts, I tried trading out in the 30s, like the mid late 30s to get him. And he mm-hmm. might have, he might have been okay. But again, Vich explained, like, there were no mid 30s to be traded. I had to trade in the 40s and trade back into the 30s. So at that point, it wasn't worth all that. You know, mm-hmm. it's nonsense. Um, so I, I give it a B plus because, you know, that we had to stay there and pick him. Okay, Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice, I'll give, and I love Rasheed Rice. I'll give it a B because trading one twenty two was pretty rough for me. I wanted to keep that pick. Mm. Um, I don't know if the trade was necessary, and if it was, I wish we could have got done for the one thirty four. Um, but I'll go like that. That that's a B B plus right there. Um, and then uh, lastly, Wanye uh, Morse. We didn't give up a lot to move up a little bit, so I, I like the trade there. I didn't know as much about Morris. Um, I'd, I'd give him a B. All right. That's why I mean, it's B plus, B plus, B close. It, and then it, all, it all averages out to, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's right around there. Are you trying to find holes in my, my grading? Yeah, a little bit. Um, Beach, uh, 303, um, why has DeJuan Jones not been drafted yet? Is he hurt or is it just talent? Um, I believe based on what I'm reading online, uh, it's medical red flags with him. And also I think 
I also read that someone had said that he's ga- he gained weight in one of the, in the last pro day or something. He, 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 his, his weight had gone up a little bit, so that's kind of a red flag there. And there's also some other medical red flags. I don't really know what the medical red flags are, uh, but I mean, I'm a big Dewan Jones fan. If he falls for some reason to the sixth round, I could see us taking him sixth. I'm sixth saying, if he, I'm saying if he continues to fall. I'm saying I could see us were team that. That's like that's more than falling, dude. That's like what's three rounds. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a okay, he falls to the fifth round. I can see his if he team. falls to the sixth round. Something's majorly wrong with him. That like that teams just are like took him off their draft board. That's what happened with the type of Trey Smith. I mean, yeah, it's true. It's true. But, but Dewan Jones like a was a fringe like first second round talent though. Yeah. Well, Trey Smith. Well, Trey Smith was supposed to be like a, a, a Bucky. Uh, uh, what's his name? Bucky Brooks had him as like a top the top guard in the draft. Yeah, but I think at best, I think he was looking like the late, maybe late second, third range. Okay, fringe first is like we still fall to the sixth. Yeah, but he still went to the sixth round though. So I mean, that's a big fall from grace. And we're talking about first, first, second tweener, and the guys in the if if he goes to the sixth round, I I think he'll be drafted shortly. That's a fall. Yeah. Um, I think the ironic thing is, I think someone brought it up in the in the chat, but drafting Wanya Morris, um, and then trading with the Bengals to get that pick to draft a guy from Oklahoma. The irony in there is just that writes itself right there. <laughs> I know it's funny. I also think it's funny. Just a side note: when they were talking about um, when we were traded up, they were speculating. They had the the pick right. They thought it was going to be a tackle. But when they said Dewan Jones, like then, and I think McShay was like, "Nah, Dewan Jones. This profile doesn't really fit here. They're not really looking for his kind of guy." I was like, "His kind of guy? What? Six eight? 350 plus from Oklahoma. We just had that guy for two years. What do you mean? I'm, I'm like, what? Dewan Jones, Ohio State. Ohio State. Sorry. So, but, but we, we, a 6'8, 360 pounder. We just had a guy exactly like that. Yeah. In fact, Dewan Jones is like player comp, I believe, was Orlando Brown. So really? Like, but I feel like his whole, like, the way he's built, just, he looks more normal. He's a lot more distributed. Yeah. He's a lot more distributed. Yeah. 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 He he's like, yeah. Uh, what's his name? It's more of a candy apple, but. Yes. Yeah. Kenny Apple with legs. Um, Larry, we kind of went over this earlier. Um, We, it was kind of a mixed bag here uh, between me and Tasia. Um, I just said that I think we should still be in play with for D hop. I think that uh, rookie receivers in this offense have a hard time grasping or even doing anything. And I looked at, uh, I showed stats um, or said stats from going back to 2013, how rookie receivers in the chiefs offense, Andy Reid's offense, haven't really done anything. So to say Rasheed Rice did come in first year actually make it make some uh, make some noise on the offense is there's not, nothing really to, to prove that. Um, so I think we should still be in on uh, D Hop, but I guess we'll see what happens with that. Marcus is trying to find reasons why D Hop is still in play. Is is his the <laughs> synopsis of that? I think uh, there's, there's other people on on the ether who, are, who agree with me on this. People want him, but I think if you're if you're talking about a heart and head. Uh, distribution of where those words came from. I think those came from the heart. Okay. So, okay. Let me just ask you then. 70, uh, 30, 70, 30 heart head. All right. Okay. So let's just, let's just go over it now then. Um, since we're talking about Rashi Rice again. Um, uh, okay. So Tony, um, Jane, Richie James, um, Sky, MVS, Kelsey, so that's four. There's four receivers plus Kelsey, uh, Fortson, Gray, 
Rice. What are you just marking down all our receivers and tight ends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going the, the guys who Watson. Were, Watson, yeah. Yeah. As much, as much as I'm reluctant to say that, yeah. Well, I know, but you got you to put it down. Okay. So four we, got some, we, got some, we got some Justin Ross love from the chat, too. I mean. Yeah. But, but, that, but that's where he – Ross, that's where he goes in the, okay, is he going to be the, the other guy? So one, two, three. As of right now, Watson, Tony, uh, James, Sky Moore, MVS, Rice. One, two, three, four, six. five, six. That's six receivers. They're going to carry seven receivers plus and you have Kelsey Fortson and Gray. I know, I know we might not even fill the fullbacks a position. That, that might be done with the, with the, we might be dealt with the fullback uh, and then just have a carry extra tight end or an extra receiver to kind of take that off. But Ross, will he make the team? Who of those guys would, would t- t- unless we carry seven receivers, which could very well happen if Ross were to make the team. But let's say Hopkins is available, Hopkins would make it over Ross. If Hopkins, yeah. you make it over Ross, Richard James might even be cut for for Hopkins. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think as is though, I just, I'm very skeptical of that because because I'm just putting in Rice having uh, kind of doing what Sky Moore did last year, and you you do that, but well, that's about two hundred yards receiving for that him. Where my question is, where's the? Um, I don't think Richard James is going to kind of fill in the uh, the juju void. So where where are we going to make up that almost thousand yards there? Unless you're saying MVS is going to have an even bigger role this year. Uh, I guess you can a thousand yards add Sky Moore's two hundred to that and split okay. that between Rice and Sky Moore six hundred each. Well, you think Rice and Sky and Sky Moore have six hundred yards? I'm saying that's feasible. Oh, between the two of them, would have six hundred yards. Yes, that's twelve hundred. Yeah. Okay, but then take off uh, four, 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 five hundred from uh, um, McColl. That's five hundred yards there. That's that's also so f- between Juju and McColl. That's fourteen hundred yards already gone now. Tony, but how many games is Tony going to play? I mean, we're counting on him playing a lot. I mean, we know that, but like we have to factor in this guy gets hurt a lot. That, that's why I. That's what I'm saying. We shouldn't be. We, we shouldn't be done with that. Whether it's D Hop or adding another veteran guy who's kind of a consistent guy. I don't okay, know. So, so we draft one in the fourth or fifth round. D Hobbs done. No, see, you still you'll still wait, say wait, we draft another one. We draft one more receiver in like the fourth or fifth round. I mean, I like to draft another receiver. But I just don't, but that, it goes back to my point. I just don't see. I just don't see the. Um, I just don't see a, a rookie really doing anything in this offense right right out the gate. It's fine if we get ones to have them in the room. So when other guys become free agents, we have rookies in the room. And I think every year we should be drafting receiver rounds one through four. Anyway, I think that just with, with the modern day NFL, that's, I think we need, we need to go with that. But you named four non rookie receivers there. You're just not happy with them. That's that's no, no, no. I was saying sky had 200 yards last year. Let's give him 200. More. He's not a rookie anymore. No, no, I'm saying let's give him 200, 300 more. Let, okay. Let's give him, let's give him a, a McCall Harmon type year, 500, 600 yards. Yeah. Let's give him 600. Okay. Richie James. 500? Dude, that's not that much. That's like... I mean, okay, I mean, I, I'm seeing a comment here. Okay, yeah. So, Ross and, and Tony should grab 600 yards. Combined? I mean, yeah, I, I hope more, I hope more than that between the two of them. But if you're saying they both should have 600 yards, I don't know if Ross will have that. I hope Tony has more than 600 unless he gets injured. Me I mean, too. Yeah. Um, James is a 500-yard receiver on the Giants. Daniels. He was... He was. 
You're right. You're right about that. But they also had no receivers on that team. So they were kind of, they were peppering. I mean, that team was kind of a disaster. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, maybe I'm just a big fan of D hop, but I, I think that if he's released, we should still be in play. Maybe not. We're not going to trade any assets for him. I don't think anyone's going to trade anything for him, but being able to pick him up and kind of do a deal with him, like a juju type deal. But I don't know where that money's going to come from. That, that, I think that's the money situation. We, we can do the math right now. 1300 Kelsey. Okay. Um, what do we say? Let's, let's say 700 Tony. Is that, is that okay? 700 for Tony. Yeah. 700 Tony. Okay. Yep. Tony. Uh, we said 600 sky. Yeah. Yeah. I can do that. Go 600 rice. Fine. I'll go 500 rice. You're saying, no, no, you're, you're talking about for dude. Uh, that's, that, that's where I'm, that's where the point is. 500 for rice. It's a rookie receiver. Harbin had 538. And Tyreek Hill at 593 as a, as a rookie. Everybody else outside of those guys, the, the most uh, other uh, would be Skywar 250 last year. So, okay, say 250 for Rice then. It's, all about, it's all about opportunity though, right? I mean, like, McCole played with Hill and Kelsey who averaged like, like 300 targets between them. So, like, and he still got a 500-something. So, uh, 400 Rice. He's going to have opportunity. If you think Tony's getting injured, Rice is going to have more than 200 yards. I mean, it's just going to have to happen. It's a have to. It's like there's no point unless you think Mahomes is going to have a bad year, which I don't think anyone's going to predict, right? I don't think I don't think that. So let's say 400 for, let's say 400 for Rice. I, I think that's pretty good. You can't always base on the guy the year before. I mean, I think no, you're, you're, you're basing on the history of rookie receivers not doing shit in this offense. Besides Tyreek and and McCall Hartman, outside of those guys, the, the I'm, next- giving him, I'm giving him less than that. I'm giving him 400. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give him 400. I, I can also make a case to say Rice is a more polished overall receiver than McCall was out of out of college. By the well, way. yeah, McCall was a, a DB tra- becoming a receiver. Exactly. So if he can get 538, why the hell can't Rice get 400? Oh, but he was getting on like on like freaking like bombs. I mean, Rice ain't gonna be getting bombs. Okay, um, four hundred. Let's go four hundred. I think that's fair. I gave you know I, I went low on Tony. I went low okay. On yeah, seven. go for, go four hundred then. Uh, uh, someone said um, Richie James. Someone said yeah, yeah. Red Fox said he had five hundred with Daniel Jones. I mean, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go five. I'll go five hundred. That's not even you know what, what's five hundred. James. Um, okay, so at this point, what did Watson have last year? I think it was like one fifty or something. I see. Uh, Watson had three fifteen last year. All right, so I say three hundred. Am well, I forgetting anyone before we go to the wild card, Ross? Are you in uh, Ross? MVS. Oh yeah, jeez, I forgot. About I, I was MVS about nine hundred. Yeah, MVS nine hundred. And that okay. that might be lowballing him. To be quite honest with you. I mean, he's the, he's the only guy like that's been you know the only bet in the room really. 900, 300, 400, 500, 600, 700. It's like a pyramid. That's 1,300. It's 4,700 yards. And that's not you, – you didn't even get forts and or, or gray. Anything. No forts and no gray, no bell dump-offs, no no running back dump-offs yet. Yeah. Whoever, whoever we're going to get, Vaughn, McKinnon, CEH uh, maybe. Add another like two, three, four, five hundred 500 between those guys. Where are we at? Mahomes is fifty two hundred. Yeah, so it's not it's not that crazy, and, and you have a bunch of guys getting three and four hundred yards. Yeah, that's the beauty of having so many options. 
maybe not one A's, maybe not even one B's, but like B minuses, maybe. Yeah. But dude, four or five hundred yards each. That I think I think that that's their formula from now here on out. Yeah. Well, I mean, it takes away the the uh, idea of draft or idea of paying a wide receiver big money. I mean, I'll tell you what, if they do get D Hop, should be some bad stats for that, those geese guys. Give D Hop thirteen hundred. You're taking away like half of Tony's, half of Sky's, half of James. Most of that's coming from James, probably. Yeah. But so you have to give James a stats. D Hop, it's still 800 yards. You're going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Maybe take away like 100 off like MBS type thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, MBS, it was 700 yards last year. Yeah. It's been around there. Yeah. Um, I see from, yeah, from, I, I made the point. I, I say if, if DeWan keeps sliding, I say we, we, we pick him. I, I 100%. And I think Veach would do that, like, like the Trey Smith aspect. And, and Tasia made a good point, too. Voorhees has the whole medical thing with his knee. He might not even play this year. That's another guy who's going to fall. Uh, quite frankly, we have five picks left. Pick uh, pick DeWan and Voorhees and just stash, stash those guys on, on, the, uh, on the on the bench. Yeah. Give him a medical, uh, medical retro type year in the NFL, like what we did with, um, with Ross. Um, yeah, and – if Ross is able to get on the field to give us 200 yards, I'd be happy halfway as far as a, a, a good year for him. Because, I mean, the guy probably – a lot of people thought the guy wasn't ever going to play again. So, if he even gets on the field and gives us 100 yards, I'd be happy with that. So, yeah, I think 500 is going to be going on a limb. But if he stays healthy and, and you know, he, sh- he plays his ass off, hey, he could definitely do that. But Just show some flashes for Ross and, and it's a positive. Yeah. If he goes on preseason and dominates in a preseason game, that's, that's amazing. So, um Lonnie Phelps, Tage. Lonnie Phelps, what do you think about him? Matt, Max Watson's telling us about uh, Lonnie Phelps in the seventh. I don't know. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Lonnie Phelps. <laughs> Come on, you're the, you're the college guy. Hey, hey, man, I'm not like – I never claimed to be a guru. I just – you know, I, 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 I got to say, I'm not a guru by any means, guys, but I absolutely hit I, – I had – I was taking Felix and Rice in the first two rounds. So, yeah, I can – I have many of screenshot mock drafts of, of me doing it. So I, I'm, I didn't have Morris. I'm not, I mean, I'll be honest about that. But Did you have Lonnie Phelps? Max wants to know if you have Lonnie Phelps. I did not have uh, Lonnie Phelps, but there's a lot of edge guys. I mean, dude, edge is packed. Yeah, no, I see it now. I, I'm looking at his, uh, his breakdown right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many. They have a scheme that is a three, four outside linebacker. Um, I mean, you might not, you might know more than me about it, but. Um, six round value, they say, but outside linebacker best suited for a three four. Um, yeah. I think if we are if we are going to get a, an edge uh, in the fourth round, I think Isaiah McGuire is the guy to go. It's an, it's, an, it's another guy in, in the Missouri Kansas area. Um, and I know we like getting those types of guys, so that'd be amazing to get uh, Isaiah McGuire because he should be. There, there, there was argument for him to be a second round pick, to be quite honest. So now 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 he's uh, yeah. falling. I wonder why he's falling. Uh, but you said I mean it's a deep edge draft, so uh, everyone's it's got deep, their own yeah. special thing. Yeah, there's actually some bigger. It's funny. Um, I'm not sure we knew this was going to happen. There's some big receivers still out there. At Perry's still out there. Xavier Hutchinson's uh, Hutchinson's still out there. I like Hutchinson. Uh, so there's some there's some guys that you know. Watch the end. Uh, the Army Andre Carter's still out there. Um. KJ Henry's still out there. He's just names that are possible, you know. And actually, on our show last week, J- JD uh, pulled out the measurables of KJ Henry and Miles Murphy and compared the two. The KJ Henry actually kind of dominated him, like literally every measurable besides the forty time. And JD's point is, I mean, who cares who runs a point two uh, tenths of a second, uh, uh, whatever a forty um, than Miles Murphy? 
We just need the guy to get back to the quarterback with a couple of yards away. We don't need him to run a 40 yard dash to go chase down the quarterback. You know yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. I think it's ridiculous. I, I think the want to matters more, the motor. We have two heat, really high motor guys yep. in Carlotis and uh, Felix. Yep. Like nonstop. It's great. I, I love having those kind of guys. Yeah, that's the one thing that whenever we play Cincinnati, it's always it's always tough to play against because the Henderson and Hubbard are freaking nonstop, man. Yeah. Motor. I mean, we can, we can pull out a, a, a D tackle. If we can pull out, um, I mean, I love Jacqueline Roy. If you can get him, you have him next to Jones. Um, Omenihue, or even um, imagine pass rushing downs. You have Felix, Omenihue, Jones, and Karloftis on the line on pass rush downs. Dude, that's that's awesome. It's nonstop. It's, uh, that's, that's really fun to watch. Our defense might – it's going to start to get really fun to watch soon if these guys keep developing. Oh, yeah. It, it's so young, man, with Omenihue, uh, uh, Karloftis, and um, and Felix. So young and so freaking like, talented. I, I, the defense is becoming – just to, it's crazy how we talk about Veach is checking off the, what we need, you know, to kind of flip everything around. And only a few years, man, Veach has revamped this defense, and it's like going from old to this like young, just like vibrant, fun, exciting defense. I mean, in the Mahomes era, it's been kind of a bore to watch the defense for the longest time, and now I'm actually like it's actually exciting to watch this defense and how young and spry these guys are, and especially with the secondary coming in year or two of the um, of the Fab Five. I, I'm really excited about that. Um, yeah, we could have all three local schools representing on the D line. You're damn right. If we get if we get if we get Isaiah McGuire on the D line, man, that'd be, re- that'd be really awesome. Uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens with that. I think he's gonna be one of the early guys in the fourth round tomorrow. Unfortunately, um, yeah, Lewis, you're right. Uh, the only the only way I'll say if D Hop is coming to Kansas City is if D Hop gets cut, and then we can rework a deal with him and see how much he really wants to win a championship. It's it's the ball's in his court at that point. Really, because he's a free agent, he can he can pick and choose where he wants to go. But you're right. I think with uh, Rasheed Rice, I think it kind of it might nip the bud, uh, nip that in the bud of uh, getting um, D Hop. Uh, high fives asking Tasia a question: Is forty time important for Rasheed Rice? He ran a four five one. Um, so let me put it in perspective of other prospects. Uh, Rasheed Rice is six one two oh five. He ran a four five one. A 1.49 10-yard split, 41-inch vertical jump, 10-8 broad. Jordan Addison, first-round receiver, 5'11", 173. So he's two inches taller than Addison and 30 pounds heavier. He Addison ran a 4.49, so basically the same 40 time. A 1.56 10-yard split, so a slow, slower split, 34-inch vertical. So Rice, despite being 30 pounds heavier and a seven inch higher and the, and a six inch broad jump uh, difference. So he measured almost better than Addison in every single category despite being two inches taller and 30 pounds heavier. It's crazy. Yeah. He just doesn't play as physical as, as he looks. That's one of his biggest problems, Yeah, but yeah, he'll, he'll improve all that. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it, it was, it was a great pick and something we don't have in this offense already. We, 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 just, we just sat here and just listed all the receivers we have literally the only, I mean, MVS is the only guy that kind of is outside the mold that we have a million of with these, with these, these short, like fun, fun mm-hmm. guys, you know? So it's, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's a fun pick and I'm happy we got to, you know, I know we, we were talking about trenches uh, draft and it was, I was happy we were able to get out of the little trenches thing for a little bit to go get a receiver. It'd be, it'd be, it was fun. Um, and I, I think Rashid Rice is going to be great. Um, really, I do. Um, yeah. Hefe, you damn right, baby. 
I, I love Hefe's energy, man. Every time this guy's always bring, he's always bringing it. Yeah, the Rasheed Rice jump ball. And also, if you guys haven't gotten a chance to watch his highlights, I know they're highlights. So it's only the good stuff you're seeing. I would really watch Rasheed uh, Rice's highlights. Really fun to watch. Um, Tasia put me on these highlights about two, like, two months ago, and yeah, no, I was like, yeah, I, I always love seeing guys highlights. Like, yeah, it'd be great. No, I, I don't, I don't want to get too attached to some guys, but like. It, yeah, I mean it's fun. You, you saw it as threatening your uh, your Hopkins zone. That's why you're like, I don't want to think about another receiver. I'm I'm Hopkins. I'm a one man. I'm a one man uh, receiver. Well, I've matured. I'm, I, I think uh, I think I moved on from Hopkins, but now we'll we'll see what happens with we'll what happens with, with Cardinals how they have they plan to handle him. Um, but all right, fellas. Well, we thank everyone for coming in uh, to the um, our day two reaction show. Um, we'll be coming at you guys tomorrow after day three. Um, and I know, I think that's probably gonna end midday tomorrow with the, the draft. Um, Exciting. yeah, it, it, it's exciting. We have five picks and we might trade some of them, but we have five picks and it's gonna be a lot to look at. Um, and probably we have two, we have two fourths, two fifths, and no, we have no, one, no. Fourth, we have one, one fourth, two fifths, two sixths, one no. seventh. We no? have one fourth, one fifth, two sixths, one seventh. Oh, okay. But, yeah, that's that. At least that's what I saw. Um, are you are you looking to make sure I'm right? Uh, yeah, jeez. I believe I believe it was one fourth, one fifth, two six, two one seven. Yeah, I think you're right. Someone's about to correct us anyway. Yeah, I'm a big Coburn fan. Beach. Ooh. I like I like him. I know you're a big Coburn fan. You've been talking about him. Uh, yeah, one fourth, one fifth, two six, one seven. Yep. That first six is the Chicago one. Um, the first pick of the uh, Chicago traded away two of their first picks of the rounds. Crazy, they traded the the, the Claypool. I, I don't know what they were thinking on that, but That's anyway, yeah. Dumb. yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, so t- uh, tomorrow, uh, day three begins at noon. Um, so I'm guessing what it's four, four, five, six, seven, it's four rounds. I'm guessing that'll probably be done around five tomorrow. Um, so Tasia and I will fly by. Yeah, Tasia and I will be on right when the draft's over. Um, and I'm assuming as we're even doing the live, we're gonna be hearing of uh, guys who are picking up the undrafted free agents that we're claiming um, after. So while on the show, hopefully you guys can help us out and throw in the names of the guys we're claiming uh, during our uh, uh, reaction show to day three. But thank oh, you guys for stopping in. Um, we, we loved having you guys. And of course, again, support the channel any way you guys can. We'll take anything, any donation you guys want to give uh, to Chief Concerns. Uh, we're happy to have you guys always. Um, Tasia and I will be on with Lance. Lance will come back on tomorrow uh, to conclude our draft coverage. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys again for stopping in and uh, talking ball with us. Um, we'll see you guys manana. And uh, again, go look up the Rasheed Rice highlights if you haven't done so already. So we'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a good night. Later, guys. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.